everybody. It's Sam Jacobs. Welcome back to the Sales Hacker Podcast. And you're listening to Friday Fundamentals. It's uh, Friday, so I hope you're having a great Friday. On today's show, we're going to talk to this week's guest, Nick Worswick, about how to take control of your own recruiting and how to take control of your talent acquisition function as you're growing your team. So that's going to be a great conversation, of course. But we always have to thank the people that pay our bills. In this case, the bills get paid by a company called Outreach, who I'm sure you know. Outreach triples the productivity of sales teams and empowers them to drive predictable and measurable revenue growth. By prioritizing the right activities and scaling customer engagement with intelligent automation, Outreach makes customer-facing teams more effective and improves visibility into what really drives results. Also, if you haven't seen it on the bookshelves, Manny, Mark, and Max, three M's from Outreach just released a book called Sales Engagement, all about the art and the science of sales engagement and how to convert people's existence into meetings and into interest and into conversation. So take a look at that. It's on Amazon. Uh, The book is called Sales Engagement. Now, we're here with Nick Worswick, Global Head of Sales and Marketing for WeWork. Nick, thanks for coming back to the show. The question today is, how does a a high-growth company and a high-growth revenue leader, how does she take control of her own recruiting function. Hey Sam, happy to be back. Um, <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> appreciate it. Um, so there are a couple things that I've learned over the years and in no particular order, I think what tends to happen a lot of times, particularly when you join a company is you, you will often have a very willing partner in HR that wants to help you instantiate the best team that they possibly can help you put on the field. But what I've also learned is that oftentimes the general recruiting function inside of these high growth companies is not tuned for sales hiring. And what I mean by that is if you're in a SaaS company, for example, the folks usually prior to what I'll call a professional CRO getting into the business for a variety of different reasons, they've either the HR team and the recruiting team have either focused predominantly on hiring engineers or have dipped their toe in the water with hiring sales or haven't hired many salespeople to speak of for whatever reason. And so my view is you as the leader of the sales apparatus are the person that is best suited to help your partners in HR figure out the fundamentals of how you recruit salespeople. So at a high level, I think that that's the statement I would make is that you, your job, one of the, your key job is, is to ensure that that HR function, that TA function deeply understands what your objectives are and you do that through a variety of different mechanisms. Tell us some of those mechanisms. Okay. So maybe I'll walk you through what we did here at WeWork. Um, that would I be think, great. I think it's instructive. So round numbers, when I joined the company two and a half years ago, there were, there were about 85 people that had sales on their business card, right? Today, that number is about a thousand. Um, <laughs> and to do that in two and a half years, you have to sort of break some of the cultural norms in and around talent acquisition. So one of the things that I did very early on, apart from just the the simple stuff like, okay, go engage a third-party recruiting firm to help you find sort of the senior talent that's going to be reporting directly to you, that's easy, right? One of the things I did is I went to HR and I said, or I went to talent acquisition, I said, hey, I'm going to map out for you the next 24 months. Here's what this hiring pipeline is going to look like. In order to do that, Based on some of my knowledge of how you hire salespeople, here's what your, here's what the re- recruiting funnel is going to need to look like. Literally, the thousands of people that me and my team are going to need to talk to over the next 24 to 36 months, 
And then here are some suggestions and recommendations around how we're going to do that. So you get them understanding the math, the problem, scope the problem for them. That's part number one. Part number two is you suggest to them that you are going to, they're going to lead the function. It's not about a reporting relationship. It is about having a very specific business partner for you, recruiting partner that runs recruiting for you that effectively is in your office. I mean, in my case here, in my office, I don't know, hours every week, three or four hours a week, let's say. And the reason for that is you, again, you need control of that function. So you find a really good partner that's going to help you build out this team. That's the second thing. The third thing is you have to build mechanized and repeatable processes around how you interview. So that thought partner for you, who is also going out and hiring recruiters, is also helping with your tutelage, build a very robust screening process. Again, there have been lots of books written about this, but a robust screening process, robust panels, and that should be in your vision because hopefully you've had experience in other companies with things that have worked and things that have not worked so well in terms of the, the, the profile of people you're looking for and how you assure that you're getting the best profile person in the door that you can. The next thing that we do that's slightly different is I actually deeply involve my, a lot of people sort of hand that recruiting initiative off to that, um, that recruiting partner and his or her recruiters. We actually take a very active role in that first step of the recruiting process. And I'll tell you why. One of the things that we do that's had a really interesting impact is I have my sales directors, right? The people that are building the team, I have them out reach out to candidates. I have them reach out for the first time rather than the recruiter. I have them say, hey, I caught your LinkedIn profile. I'd love to get a cup of coffee and tell you what we're doing here at WeWorks. Three, four sentences. The response rate you get if a direct line manager or sales director reaches out is like 95% versus 30% as a recruiter. So there are a lot of tips and tricks in and around how you get your team excited and involved in the recruiting process. And the last thing, which I touched on in the podcast earlier in the week was once you get these people on board, you really have to be deeply thoughtful about what that training mechanism looks like, such that if you did make a mistake, you're super thoughtful about making sure that 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 mistake doesn't linger for nine or 12 months. It's a recipe to grow from 80 to 1,000. So that's an incredible growth over the last two and a half years. Congratulations on that. Uh, We mentioned it earlier in the week, but if folks want to, are listening, are inspired and want to reach out to you, what's your preferred method of communication? How should people get in touch? Best way to reach me is at WeWork. My email address is nick.warswick at wework.com. Awesome. Nick, thanks so much for being on Friday Fundamentals and for sharing your expertise and your insights. It's always uh, educational. Thanks, Sam. Great to talk to you. All right. Talk to you soon.